Mike Schneider Podcast. Welcome. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. All right. So today we have James O'Neill, professional fingerboarder from Virginia, um, known as Fingerboard VA. You've probably seen him online on my videos and on his Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah, just a little intro for the people so they know who they're talking to or listening to. And yeah, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Happy to come up here. It's like almost bailed on coming up here there was a lot of things getting in the way but i'm glad it worked out yeah that was a crazy <clears throat> last minute i don't know if i can make it oh wait i'm still coming yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's i'm glad it worked out so it's yeah cool. it's good to be here man very awesome yeah stoked to do this podcast same man yeah same. so um yeah i guess take us to the beginning of your life and then you know like where, where did you grow up what was your childhood like a little bit and then you can yeah. go into how you found fingerboard if you'd like <clears throat> yeah for sure um so i like i grew up i was born in newport news virginia and i grew up in yorktown virginia um my whole family's from new york so i would spend a lot of time in new york um like every summer i'd be like a paper boy and then i'd play ice hockey there and um <clears throat> and then kind of got out of it because i started playing in like marching band in high school and that like demanded like a ton of time so I did that and then yeah uh during that time found uh like tech decks and fingerboarding so skateboarding a lot yeah so you were already <clears throat> skateboarding first right? yeah 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 how'd you find skateboarding then uh I, I, honestly I don't really know um <laughs> uh or when approximately probably when I was in like sixth grade Probably, cool. I think I started skating. Um, but it all started, you know, just like getting a deck and uh, trying to do ollies in my parents' garage on carpet. Nice. Because <laughs> it was like, I won't get hurt, but I yeah. would still fall and like hurt. You know, it'd still hurt if you fell on carpet. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. And um, I don't know, I guess I don't want to like dive right into it, but I guess it kind of like aligns with it. But like fingerboarding was a thing too. It was like, we would always skate and then we'd always go to this skate shop because a friend of ours that we skated with worked there. And uh, we he would just like say, hey, come in, take whatever you want kind of thing. So we just like mole the shop, Whoa. which is kind of fucked up. But like, we do it anyway. Why'd they let you do that? Because <clears throat> he didn't care. And like, he was a skateboarder. He was like really, really good. And he kind of like brought us up. He was on like mm. flow for Lakai for a long time. And he was like, he was really good. But um. They had these like little skateboard keychains there. They were like all plastic. And uh, basically I saw them and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, let me take the key ring off. And then we used like grip to put on it. It was like blue camo grip. So that's like kind of how it started. And it obviously was like really hard. But like I was watching a lot of skate videos at the time and like four on ones mainly was the biggest thing that I would watch. Um, Cause it was like the most up to date of like what's happening in skateboarding. And Ronnie Krieger, uh, he like was fingerboarding with the tech deck and I think it was like 36 and it was in like 99 or 2000, but I saw that and I was like, Oh shit, I got to figure out how to kick flip. Like, so I went and got a tech deck and we all kind of started messing with it from there. So, yeah. you know, kind of, I feel like it's a similar story for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's always a similar story, but it's like the details vary so much at the same time. It's like, yeah everybody saw it somewhere but it wasn't quite in the same place yeah it just seems so like unreal to me like 
when you first saw somebody like Ollie or like Pop yeah. or like saw the first kickflip being done like in real life by somebody, you know? It's yeah, like, oh, totally. Fuck, how do I do that? You know? Yeah. So so sick. But um, yeah. So I don't know. Just kind of got into it and like kind of stuck with it and like I never really knew that there was anything out there because I just kind of did it on my own and I think in like 2007 or something I found out about wooden fingerboards and I think Morningwood was a brand then yeah and I bought a Morningwood deck cool and that's awesome then like 2010 I found out about Berlinwood and I got a Berlinwood and I felt crazy because it was like this thing is so expensive and it's like uh I don't know if I could re I don't know if like they had translation then I can't remember I think they may be they may have back then maybe a little it was like the earlier <clears throat> days of like like Black River started getting more accessible like just before that time so it was kind of it was like the early stages I think of like understanding their website and stuff yeah and, like, yeah but it was but it that was, was the new mold like the <clears throat> the elitist ones and then the graphics and stuff yeah it was right. cool it was like kind of wild to get and then like I think I don't know maybe it was like 2014 or like 2015 or something there was a forum I can't remember the name of the forum um it wasn't FFI it was like something else at the time Tech Deck RZF FFI what else I can't remember the name of it uh anyway the point of it is there was a guy who like commented and it was Daniel uh D-Ray Cool. And then he was like, yo, I'm in Mechanicsville, which is like 20 minutes away from Richmond. And he's like, let's get up. And I was like, yeah, sure. And he came over and he like saw me nolly flip. And he was like, whoa, dude, like you gotta come to Boston, like come to Rendezvous or whatever. I was like, all right. So then I like started finding out there was like a whole culture and scene to this. So I got into it like really, really late. Like I wasn't around like the whole scene. I didn't yeah. know. It you were existed. just doing it by yourself. Yeah. So it kind of like blew my mind when I found out. And then I think... I, I always fingerboarded, but I, like, started taking it, like, more seriously, I guess, and, like, started, like, seeing other people do certain things. I was like, I think I can do that, so just, like, practice, you know, as you normally do, like, yeah. everything revolves around fingerboarding when you're in that stage where, like, you constantly have it on you. I mean, I always have it on me anyway, but, like, yeah. you always want to fingerboard somewhere or, like, try a kickflip or try an ollie over a gap or whatever it might be, you know, so, um, but, yeah, I saw, like, like early vids of like you and Jay and John Cowart and I can't remember I'm so bad with like fingerboard history so it's like um I can't remember the name of the video you could probably name it it's like there was was it Rel relativity yeah yeah so that I remember seeing that and I was like damn this is crazy like I think John, uh, Jay was doing like Nelly Heels or some shit yeah and I was like what the fuck like how <laughs> is this possible you know but Anyway, so that's kind of how it happened, and then, you know, D-Ray brought me up here, and I met all you guys, and it was, like, kind of history for me. What year was that about? Uh, probably, like, 2015, maybe. Yeah, that's so what I was going to guess. not long ago, you know, yeah. considering it's, that's eight years ago. It's not really long. Yeah, long well, it depends who's listening. To yeah. some people, it's a long time. <clears throat> for sure. For others, that's, like, yeah. But, but yeah. yeah, so, yeah, I probably have known you about eight years. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was like, it was so wild, you know? It's like, it's so crazy when you don't know about something and then you like, you walk into it and your brain just fucking like erupts because you're like, this is insane. <laughs> this is the coolest shit ever, you know? Yeah. Because um, it was completely foreign to me. But 
Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's awesome. That's kind of it, you know, for yeah. the most part. So when you were fingerboarding before you found out about, like, all these videos and the scene and stuff, like, how good did you get before you entered or, like, discovered everything? Like, were you doing flips to grinds and stuff? And, like, was your style kind of how it is now already? Or was it, like, a lot different? Uh, it, my style definitely changed after I, like, saw the scene and saw different things. But I think it's kind of still similar, like... I put a YouTube video up under a different name a long time, like in 2008, and it's Sick. like... I want to see I, that. I think I sent it to you like a while ago, but it was like, um, <laughs> it was with a tech deck, and I was just doing like, now I flip nose manual, and then I made this like, um, I think in like 2000, I got Fingers of Fury from my mom for like Christmas or something, and I watched all what they were doing, and I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. So I made this like big quarter pipe, and I kept it. It was made out of like gift boxes with stickers and I kept that and it was in the video but I used that and basically just like did a line from the start of the bar and two sushi trays as obstacles cool. in the quarter and just came back but it was like now I flip nose manual shove it um, manual switch flip out it was all switch flips that was like all I could do <laughs> so you have really stylish switch flips so. <laughs> thanks man um, that's awesome but yeah uh, that's kind of that was it really I think that's the first video that I ever like really put out in public without knowing what it was so yeah um, which the name of the video is really dumb it's get at the finger banger <laughs> <laughs> it's like I made it as a joke as a reference to a friend who was like his whole thing was like get at the kid and like I made it as a joke on him anyway it's <laughs> a stupid story but um, <laughs> that you know that's awesome. that's, that's the way it goes but um, yeah so now i'm here and it's it's cool it's now like you met so many people and like it's 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 such a you can't really explain it i mean you can't explain it but like i feel like most people won't really understand if they're not in it and they understand what like this whole community is yeah because you know? what is it to you like how would you try to explain it uh i would probably just say it's like it's like they're all everybody here is like really good friends and it's like I might not talk to everybody right away but there's certain like best friends that you know and you can just kind of pick back up where you left off and I feel like when I see people here it's like what's up like how are you like what's been going on it's not just a stop and chat it's like a genuine interest in the other person and like you're sitting in there filming with them, you're like watching their tricks, you're getting excited about what they're doing, and then you're just hanging out and talking because you get tired of fingerboarding for like hours on end. But, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't know, I just think it's very genuine and something that I don't really have anywhere else, except for like maybe music, you know, playing in bands and stuff. But yeah, um, but yeah it's just cool because it's something so niche, you know. Yeah, I find like the depth of it goes <clears throat> a lot deeper than like, I don't know, some friend you know from something else or something. It's like for some reason fingerboarders, like you're going to get along with everyone that's here. Like let's say if there's like 20 people or something and then like you have your like friends out of those people that you really know. And like when you pick back up with them, it's like you can have a super deep personal conversation with them while you're just like doing kickflip back tail on like something like at the same time. Yeah. It's just like. I guess it doesn't really like happen that much with other hobbies like where you can do the hobby and you can like be really like discussing things or something and like even skateboarding it's like you're not going to get into a deep conversation while you guys are skating because it's like you're physically like getting worked up and trying stuff and moving that way and he's going that way yeah but fingerboarding it's like you're just sitting here 
and we could be fingerboarding right now and having the same conversation like it, it wouldn't change it so yeah it's funny too because it's like you meet somebody or you're like you're hanging out with somebody who like doesn't know about fingerboarding but like you fingerboard all the time they're used to you fingerboarding because they're like oh it's james he fingerboards all the time whatever but it's like <laughs> you're talking to me and i'm sitting here fingerboarding and they're like D are you paying attention i'm like yeah i'm actually listening to everything you're saying I'm yeah just, me too i, you know, I do like, that a lot <laughs> yeah and it's like i feel like sometimes they think that I'm so focused on this that I can't hear them or something. It's like, no, I can like listen better if I'm fingerboarding, like sometimes, you know? Yeah, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's not like an anxiety pleaser, but it kind of is in a sense, you know? It's yeah, just kind of like something relaxing. that calms your nerves and just like, totally. there's, there's nothing better than the feel of like landing a trick nicely, you yeah. know, or like a kickflip or an ollie, cause like, I always try and remember like the first time I landed a kickflip or like what it felt like to pop the board. Cause you know, like when I first started, it was like, oh, you got to pop it like that and then push it forward. And like, that's <laughs> yeah. how we learned, you know, cause we were not using tech decks. It was like this plastic keychains. But um, anyway, uh, I want to go back a little bit because yeah. there was this one guy we used to skate with all the time. He was this Asian dude named Steve and mm -hmm. he was like super tech. Like he would do like, in like 2000, 2001, he was doing like nollie flip nose slides on boxes, but he would wow. skate like this fast. <laughs> but like he got a tech deck and he was the first person I saw do a kickflip. And I was mad because I was like, damn, how are you going to do that before me? You know, <laughs> and, like, and then I figured it out because he showed me. And after that, it was like we, him and I would always fingerboard together. And anyway, so that's like, there's nothing better than that feeling is yeah. what I'm trying to get to. So. I mean, everybody knows, every fingerboarder knows the feeling of yeah, like totally. doing something nice, you know. It's very pleasing. Yeah, so. especially when your style's as good as yours. Like, <laughs> you make it look, like, super smooth. Like, I don't know, some people are very, like, jarring with their fingerboarding. Like, when, maybe when they're more of a beginner or something, but I don't know. The way you do is, like, super fluid and, like, Thanks, your man. fingers just have a certain, I don't know. Like, I was watching some of your clips earlier today and I was just like, like, nobody fingerboards how you do. Like, seriously. Like, you know, yeah. there's all these different styles out there and some people could be like somewhat similar. Like me and Chris fingerboard kind of similar, even though we have different tricks we do. Yeah. We're like sort of close. Our hands look sort of similar. Nobody has like your hands and your style. Like there's nobody that I can think of that's anywhere near it. Thanks, man. That's it's cool unique. to hear. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, D-Ray would always be like, you have robot hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he, he would paint me the picture of that and like... That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. I wouldn't think of it that way at all, but like, I guess it depends like what aspect of the robot is he talking about? Consistency, maybe? I don't know. Because that would make sense. <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> Damn. Um, uh, it's cool to hear compliments about fingerboarding because it's like, I don't, you know, it, you like make posts on Instagram and you like, like kind of like talk back with other friends and stuff and it's like it's very pleasing and it's like you don't ever like I'm not one to like search for an accolade or like a compliment I don't really care you know yeah. but it's just always warming to hear so thank you cool yeah yeah you're welcome yeah yeah I um, think <clears throat> I don't know talking about it in real life too like you might have a comment on one of your videos that says what I just said but like it doesn't hit as hard versus if I were to say it in person because it's like yeah. You can read comments all day long, like, oh, nice style or good tricks. And you're just like, it's like this big of a compliment. It's just like, oh, nice, cool. And then you forget about it instantly. Yeah. It's like, there's but like what was that person really thinking? Were yeah. they like blown away or were they just trying to be nice? Or were they... But it's like in real life. And it's like this whenever we're fingerboarding with people, like you land something and somebody else across the room is just like, 
mind blown and you didn't even realize what you did because you were just like, oh, I'm just fingerboarding. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the compliments that like. Yeah, it's the hit. context, you yeah. know, like, like the, the, the internet, Instagram and YouTube even, it, to me it lacks that context of like the feeling, you know, even though it's like, yeah. you still know, if it's the people that you know in real life, when you see those comments or whatever it is, it's like, oh, I know where this person's coming from. I love when I get a comment from Harry. He's like one of the few people, like when I see a comment from him, I'm like, I read it in my head in his voice and he's always so excited and I'm yeah. just like, yeah. Same, same. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been like liking some of my videos lately and I always get stoked because Harry's like, yeah. Harry's like one of the first dudes I met when I came here who was like, that's cool. I was like, yo, dude, like, you're older looking like me, <laughs> like, <laughs> sick, you know, because it's like, you know, there's like generational gaps and shit, like, a lot of you guys are like, you know, probably like 8 to 10 to 12 years younger than me, and I connected with him, like, right away, and Kafa, too, it was really yeah. great to meet her, but um, he was just, like, cool right off the bat, he gave me a deck one time at a rendezvous, it was like a flat face, like, um, uh, Berlinwood, that he, like, he you know drew on designed and i was like i felt like very happy to get that as like a real like gift yeah that's awesome you know um but he's his like stoke for fingerboarding is just like uncanny too yeah know? it's sick yeah he's the man yeah yeah it's cool how fingerboarding can like go across different age gaps too like you can always have friends that are younger and older than you and like <clears throat> because you have it in common you can just fingerboard and like it's a cool way to like get you get different things from different people like I feel like when I fingerboard with kids that are younger than me like the perspectives that they bring and the questions and like stuff like that it's stuff that like people my age or older never think of or people that have been fingerboarding longer never think of yeah and then like they might ask you a question that you never thought of because you already let's say you already know the answer or something but when you think of it as a question, it like opens your mind to a whole like, oh, why do we do it that way? Like, is there yeah. another like, and it's just like a whole, it's amazing. And then, you know, the other direction, like when, when they're younger than us, it's like, they're absorbing like knowledge from us, like experience about yeah. like life and stuff. And so it's like, we almost end up being like a role model for them or something. Yeah. It's really cool, man. Like Virginia is always like, you know, since I've been more in touch with fingerboarding in Virginia, there's never really been anybody there except for D-Ray that I knew who fingerboarded. And, like, some kids would kind of pop up and then kind of go away. And then there's, like, a new group of kids within the past couple of years that I've met. We had this one meetup, and there was this dude who's, like, really sweet. And he's, I think he's 20 or 21 or something. And when he told me that, I told him how old I was. And he was like, dude, you could be my dad. I'm like, Fuck. you know, I was like, damn, like constant state of boom right here like thinking like man I don't know if he realizes what that means but or like how it comes across but then I was like shut up man you're no way he's like no my dad is your age and I was like oh okay it's <laughs> like all right cool you know like but uh anyway he's, he's a sweetheart he's a good good kid and um yeah I don't know there's there's a bunch of kids his name's Louie something on Instagram there's like finger beers and there's um uh Nardi you know Nardi Frogman, I brought him to rendezvous and like basically brought him in. He's a wonderful human too, you know. Um, D-Ray obviously is the man too. He's still sticking around, but it's cool to see different people come up in yeah. an area where you live because I'm so used to fingerboarding with nobody, you know. So yeah, um, <laughs> it's cool how it evolves. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So, how old are you anyway? <laughs> I know everybody <laughs> listening is like, ask him his age now. I was, born in, I was born in 1983. I'm about to be 40 in October. Cool. So um, I just turned 30, so to me, I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's like, it's not that crazy. But, yeah, yeah like, there's fingerboarders that are, like, in their 50s or 60s now. Like, it's Yeah, like, that dude, Nestor. Oh, yeah, and him. He's sick. He must be the oldest one, right? I guess so, Probably. yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's killing it. Yeah. So it's really cool how, like, you can do it at any age. And, like, yeah. I guess a cool question from there would be, like, what made you stick with it as you got older? Because I feel like, you know, the core fingerboarders do, but some people don't. So, like, what is it that stuck you with it? Well, I think I'm a, the big reason is, like, I used to always skate, and I would... I play drums and I've fallen and broken my wrist and then I'd be like, well, I can't skate, but I can still fingerboard. And I, I watch a lot of skate videos I have since I was a kid. And I feel like that's the one thing that still keeps me connected to skateboarding. Plus we were talking about it earlier, but like the feel of landing a trick, like the, the, like the appeasing, like, you know, um, sensation you get, you know, like dopamine hit every time you land something sick, you know, it's like, it's yeah. awesome. So that's really it, you know, it kind of keeps me connected. And it's like the anxiety pleaser, you know? Um, so yeah. Totally, yeah, it's super soothing. Yeah. Definitely, that's cool. So like, you had a kid a couple of years ago, three years ago now? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. about to be three soon, yeah. That's really cool. You wanna talk about that a little? Like what, Yeah. the fingerboard, the parent perspective of a fingerboarder, like that's a unique one, you know, even just, not like the way that fingerboarding and kids go together, but just like the way that it's like, usually the kid is the one fingerboarding and the parent is like, what is this? And now you're the parent who's fingerboarding and your kid's too young to know what it is yet, but like, or maybe you guys sesh a little bit. We sesh, dude. <laughs> yeah. He knows. We've got this little stool and he gets Sick. up to the bar and he's like, daddy, can we sesh? I'm like, no way. Yeah, we could sesh. He says it like that? Yeah, he does. Because yes. I, I talk about having a sesh with him and he cool. like gets it. Uh, oh, that's great. He definitely like, you know, he he watches what I do and he tries to mimic it, but, yeah. um, he loves it. He has his own board and he always Whoa. takes mine cause his is not, you know, he wants mine all the time <laughs> and he can have it. Whatever. So we got to give him a better board. Maybe. I mean, I have a million setups, so it's like, it's kind of like take your pick dude, but yeah. he doesn't care. He wants what I'm using at the time. <laughs> so it's like, no, don't mess up the tape. He like grabs it and I'm like, hold on dude. Like, you know, whatever. Being neurotic about a fingerboard setup is so silly, but you know, it's kind of comes with it. But. No, yeah, I know. Like when you have a board that you really like, you're just like, you don't want to like bring it somewhere that it might get messed up or like yeah. anything like that. Like the tape will get messed up or something. And it's like, oh, I got to retape it. Yeah. And the feel <laughs> might be different or whatever, but it's like, it's all subjective because it's all in your head. It's, <laughs> you can still do the tricks. You just like try it a different day, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's, it's really fun having him around and, uh, it's changed my life the way I look at a lot of different things, but yeah. In a good way, hopefully. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cliche. I feel like a lot of people will be like, Oh, it made me a different, better person or whatever. I don't know if it made me a better person or not, but it, I think I have like more of a general purpose in life to like make sure he's like taken care of, happy, fed, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I think that's a big thing, like, to have purpose. <clears throat> if you don't have purpose, it's kind of hard to, like, I don't know, navigate and, like, feel right sometimes. So it's, like, if you feel like you do have some type of purpose, then it's, like, you're not going to slack, you know? It's, like, you're going to make sure you're doing well enough. And 
everyone around yeah. you and stuff like that too. I mean, I definitely slack for sure. Not that much though. You can't, there's a point you can't slack past this point or yeah. like something will <clears> happen. <throat> so it's like, you have to, like you can't sleep all day. You can't like, yeah, you, you know, can't, you, you have to do, yeah, you have I, responsibilities that are like, <clears throat> they're, they're beneficial to have. Yeah. It's, if anything, it's made me realize is like your selection of time and what you do with your time is so much more important because it's yeah. like, you don't get that time back. And I never realized that until it happened where it's like, damn, if I'm going to go out and like leave my wife with him, I just want to make sure it's like worth it because I love being home with him. But sometimes like you do got to get away and like, it's good as a group dynamic to have space. But yeah, um, like coming here, it's like, it's such a good getaway. Cause it's like very, it's like a mind reset for me. Cause I get to see you, I get to see everybody. And it's like, it's just fun, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's like if you're going to go on a vacation by yourself, but you're like hanging out with your friends fingerboarding. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So, um, anyway, uh, long drawn out. <laughs> no, that, that was too short. Like, how else has it changed things? Uh, um, <clears throat> you know, it's just, uh, it's definitely anxiety ridden for sure because it's like, my job caters to like what have you done for me lately because it's a sales job so if like you're not doing well it like makes you feel like can kind of put you in a hole if you're in, mm. like in a bad space for just like a day or something so it's like it's kind of really difficult to pull yourself out of sometimes if you're like not feeling it you know and if like he's crying and like you know which he, he's a great kid but sometimes there's just tantrums because he's a toddler and that's what they do they have yeah. like big emotions they don't know how to express themselves yet so that's what they do and that stuff will get to you a little bit but ultimately it's just like you know what you got to do and you got to get it done you know and you take care of it so yeah it's a lot easier said than done but you know in the, in the moment you just got to work through it has it been getting easier, you think, like since the beginning? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The, the thing that That's I realized great, yeah. is like it all passes. Like you get, you're on a straight road and then you have a turn and then you turn back to the straight road and that passes. So it's just like that yeah. with any kind of like growing pain or challenge that you might have. So that's something that I've like realized too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. I'm excited to have kids in the future. So it's yeah. really cool to hear like different journeys that people are going on like a yeah. few fingerboarders just had kids too a few yeah more. john papa yeah. john um alex, alex. Yeah. yeah it's it's so sick i'm happy for them yeah they're gonna be great great it's really cool yeah and like martin's had a kid for like over 10 years now like from germany yeah yeah <clears throat> that's sick i don't know him but obviously everybody knows him yeah um, <laughs> and i'm sure he's an outstanding father so oh yeah yeah but um yeah, so I don't know. It's you know, it's 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 a journey, you know, and you just gotta kind of roll with it. But, yeah. yeah, that's it's, awesome. Yeah, is he like going to preschool soon or? Yeah, dude. Actually, he starts in August. Wow, which is crazy because nice. like we we never we've never done daycare because he's a COVID baby. So we we're like we're freaked out um, about it, you know, if like bringing him somewhere and like him getting sick and like whatever. So we we're fortunate where like we both kind of work from home kind of situation and I'll drive and leave but like um, we've been able to like monitor him this whole time and he's about to go to preschool which is going to be like really hard to like let him go first time going apart yeah you know but I'm yeah. like really stoked um, because it's going to give us time to 
not have to manage him during the week and that yeah. sounds terrible but it's like no it's little... not it's it's realistic it's like you can't do everything 24 hours a day for like you know three four years eventually you need a break and yeah. it's like it's a healthy break <clears throat> it's like a few hours in the day you're gonna miss him so much as soon as he goes and you'll be happy to see him and you'll also be happy to have that time at the same time like for sure to to do things i think it'll like make things a lot better like work life wise yeah know, like balance of that you know where i feel like sometimes if i leave i gotta get back quick so i can like be with him or like uh, if i'm not around i feel bad because i might miss something you know like mm-hmm. what he's doing but i'm excited man his preschool's sick it's like right down the street from our house we walk through the park go cool. there and it's like it's a community preschool and they're like super hippy dippy <laughs> so i'm like you you take them like i know you're gonna take care of them and you're like they're very much community driven and they're there's like a zero waste policy there so no plastics no nothing it's like bring a bento box put all your stuff in it and give cool. it to them and they're just like very like it's like a holistic preschool approach oh that's awesome like that's really, so cool really into so yeah yeah do you live like a holistic lifestyle would you say like with food and whatever uh yeah i we try to you know we we eat a lot of we don't really eat meat at home we'll eat fish sometimes um, mainly if like it's a, a nice place or if we're stuck in a food desert or something and there's nothing else around um, then we'll get fish but we you know we mainly will eat a lot more vegan at home um, just because that's the way we prefer to eat but um, and it's it's not for any reason except for like it's just what works for our body you know um, yeah but uh he hasn't had meat yet he's had fish um but yeah i don't know we're just like we don't do a lot of screen time at home we get read him a lot of books and just try and occupy his brain you know That's like cool. get develop developmental toys that work with like dexterity and cognition and stuff like that yeah. so he's like really catching on to things quick which is cool that's awesome so i think you could say it's probably holistic yeah you know? for sure like a mindful lifestyle i would say like I hate seeing when kids have iPads and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, I mean, there is the one you could say like, oh, it's important. They know how technology works because everyone around them will be ahead of them. So it's almost like you, I don't know, like it's hard to find what the balance would be. But in general, I feel like it should be as minimal as possible or none even because it's like, I don't know, kids are getting weird problems from interacting with things on screens before they interact with things in real life. Absolutely. Because like. When you're born, you don't know anything. You don't even know what the world, like, yeah. like how an item, like, <clears throat> feels when it hits you in the arm. Like, you don't know anything. Yeah, so it's, it's like, you have to play around a lot and not in the screen, but in the planet in real life. Yeah. And, you know, by all means, it, there's no judgment for any parenting style of what you want to do with your kid. If you want to put an iPad in front of them, cool. Because I get it. Like, we've had to do it sometimes. Like, we were stuck in an airport for, like, five hours one time, like, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And... The only thing we could do to make him chill is put that, and he was chilling the whole time. It was awesome. <laughs> but, excuse me, that's a rarity. Yeah. You know, it's nothing that we really do a lot. If it's raining outside and he's stuck inside, we'll usually like do puzzles, read books, um, play music, or sometimes we'll put TV on. He might get to watch TV like two to three times out a week depending nice. on what we're doing yeah. if, if we're working and we're really busy we need something to occupy him we'll do that but um he's really into trains right now so cool. i like take him to train yards back home and like we watch trains all the time and i like put youtube on for him and like put like ho scale model trains and he's like daddy baby trains that like he loves watching it he's like 
infatuated by it. Like that's so he cool. knows grainers, he knows coal cars, he knows box cars, he knows steam engines. Like he knows every car because <laughs> we talk about it. You know, it's cool. Wow, it's more than I know about trains. Yeah, I've always Super liked them cool. since I was a kid. So it's were you ever into like tagging and stuff or? Uh, looking at tags. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had a time in my life where that was a big part of my life, but, um, cool. You know, it's, uh, with age comes responsibility and that's a a very silly unpunk thing to say, but it's like, I can't afford to get in trouble for something like that at this point in my life. And I have a lot of friends who still do it and they have families and (laughs) hats off to them. Um, but I just don't want to run anymore. (laughs) So it's like, I hate running anyway and I don't want to run. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 That's cool. It sounds like you have like a, a good balance of like, you know, like movies, I mean, not movies, like music and books and activities and toys. And then like a little bit of screens, technology, TV here and there. Like I definitely watched like a lot of TV when I was little and stuff like that too. So it's like, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, as long as you're mindful of it and you're not the person who's like baby is always on iPad and like gets like disabled because of it or something. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It can really mess with the child's brain and their learning development and cognition, you know? So again, it's, it's, it's the way we choose to do it. And, you know, however it works for, you know, everybody has their own different style and approach and what works for them works for them. But this is like what we're working on and it's It's cool. It's going well. So sounds great. Yeah, man. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You ever thought of giving him any meat just so that he's able to handle it? Like, not as a regular thing in the diet if you guys don't eat it, but just, like... Um, no. No. To be honest. Because I, I want him to discover that on his own. Like, when he gets older and after he's, like, had his developed diet of what he's used to eating. Yeah. When he gets around other people and he has kind of the mindset to make his own decision, he can do that. But cool. as of now, he eats what we eat. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, the most, like like rule with iron fist type <laughs> sit, like saying but it's like we all eat the same thing well when he goes to preschool he might see somebody eating something he might and if he does that's, that's that's fine you know yeah. as so long as he doesn't get sick from it that's cool you know yeah you well know, that's kind of what i was thinking like if you give it to him once in a while then he'll be able to tolerate it if he encounters it on his own or something yeah i we you know me and my wife have definitely talked about it, but it's just like, as of right now, this is like our cruising speed and we're just yeah. kind of staying in our lane with it. So, definitely, yeah. You know, until Stay he wants, comfortable. Yeah, until he wants to swerve against <laughs> the, you know, um, the lines, then he can figure it out. But yeah, we, we want him to like have his own like, you know, autonomy with that stuff. So definitely. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah. Do you, um, do you find it hard to like get all the nutrients being mostly vegetarian? like protein and stuff like that you have to kind of seek it out in order to stay on top of it um not necessarily because it it's it's so easy where we live because we live in a like pretty progressive city so there's a lot of options um and plus like just being entrenched in it for so long you kind of figure out what works for you and like what gives you what you need so you know your blood sugar doesn't drop you don't feel like shit and you just i feel like crap you don't you just kind of like kind of figure out what makes what works for you and um, but yeah, no, more or less, yeah. you know, so it's pretty easy. Yeah. After a while, it's just, I think it's, you know, it's, it's definitely easier when you have somebody else doing it with you in the same household. Like when we went, yeah. when we stopped eating meat, it was my choice. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't digest it anymore. And 
my wife was like, well, let's just try it. And I was like, all right. And it just was easy because if you have somebody else doing it with you, it's just that much easier, you know? Yep. So it's a group effort. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. It's cool, man. What's your favorite tattoo? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, there's like a story to everyone. Yeah. Everyone that's been there. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I don't know. Um, I have this tattoo, this ego fingerboard video magazine. So a long time ago, me and a friend Ziggy, I met him online through a forum. And we, when I first started fingerboarding, when I started discovering like there was a scene, but he's from Australia <clears throat> and we started this thing. We wanted it be, to be like, kind of like 411 inspired. Yeah. Where we do like, um, all around the world. And we would like get kids to send us clips like from every different country. And then we'd put it together. It was pretty short lived. I think we did like three or four episodes or something, but, um, he came to visit the States and we both got the same tattoo. So That's this sick. one's like really like special. Um, cause he's like a really good dude and he came here, you met him. I know. So, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, That's good, awesome. Good people. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's probably. That's the second in a row. John Coward looking tattoo. Did John draw that? John drew it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. And he drew, he did this one, the, the oh, dog. Sick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was sick. I text him like the day before and he just was like, yeah, no problem. And he sent me the sketches. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm sick. That's awesome. I was hyped. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot of them. I like the, uh, dang, I mean all of them, but I, I got was looking like all that yellow on your leg is crazy. Like, Oh yeah. So sick. Yeah. This one was cool. Uh, Chris Petronic likes this one a lot. It's like a cell phone that says <laughs> RIP in it. I used to sell phones when I first like started in sales. And, um, when I finally quit, like, selling phones 15 years later. This was one of the first phones I ever sold. And I was Whoa. like, I'm never coming back to this place again. So I wanted it to be like reminiscent of like my time and the trends is selling phones to the public. That's amazing. What kind of like phone sales were you doing? Were you the guy like in the store? Like, yeah. So it's like, hey, I want a cell phone. And you're like, we have this and we have this. Yeah, it was kind of like that. They, it was cool. It was like really good. I, I kind of rode the wave when it was like really good for a while and kind of made like dumb money. Like I made stupid money when I was like young, like 20 through 25. Cool. Um, it was really good when it was. And yeah. It just like, you know, it kind of just wore itself out and took its toll. And I was like, I got to get out of here and found something different. So. Yeah. So you did that for 15 years. Was that your first job? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Actually, no. I uh, detailed cars at a car wash. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. And then I got into that. But yeah. Cool. Yeah, what did you cool. do after that? Uh, I went into like uh, tech sales and I was an account executive, like an account management basically for like a company based out of the UK. And we did like, um, it was like a recruiting platform. It was like a parser. So like if you're a recruiter, this is a too, too much information, but basically I just did that for a while and got out of that. And now I'm in medical sales. So I go into hospitals and try and sell people like really expensive stuff. <laughs> and I get kicked out sometimes if they don't like it. What? So it's like, <laughs> no way. Yeah, people hate, like, people hate vendors. Wait, so you work for a company and they're just like, go into a hospital and see if you can sell some beds or like whatever? Yeah, dude. It's kind of crazy. It's like kind of a, it's kind of a, like a rat race because it's like you're going against so many other like bigger manufacturers and like we're a smaller one. Yeah. So it's like I have to like be really mindful of people's time and be like, hey, how can I get on your schedule type stuff? It's like, it's like really cutthroat and it's pretty hard, but it's uh, when it's good, it's good, you know? Crazy. So. What kind of stuff do you sell then? I sell 
behavioral health beds. So I'm in like a lot of mental health facilities and then I sell bariatric beds to bariatric patients in like acute care facilities like, like Mass General or something. Mm-hmm. And then MedSurge, which is like general population of like if you go in and you have an operation or procedure, you're sitting in there until you get better and then you get out. So those kind of beds. Um, that's cool. It's like, it's fun. It's not really anything I envisioned I would do, but it's just kind of like what kind of happened, you know? Yeah. Sometimes like things that you don't want to do, you end up doing and it works (laughs) out and it's, I don't know, pretty fortunate, man. It's like pretty good. Yeah. So I think like if you don't hate your job, it doesn't have to be something you like actually. Like if it works for your lifestyle and stuff, it can be totally worth it to like do something you're like kind of good at and you just, Maybe it's like not your passion, but because you do it, you can live like a comfortable lifestyle and you can do your passion on the side for fun and like not have to worry and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, I'm so fortunate because it's like, I get a lot of autonomy and like having a kid, like we were talking earlier, like I got to be home a lot and then you go out and make calls and you come back. So it's, it's cool. It's definitely not ideal some days because you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I going to drive? five hours across the state to go talk to a door and then drive home because <laughs> sometimes people just won't talk to you but wow it's i don't know anybody who does sales and if they're listening to this they'll, they'll can probably relate it's pretty yeah. difficult but it's all right it's the way it goes crazy yeah. so what do you do on those long drives you like to listen to music or podcast or silence or what sometimes i just need dead silence because yeah. i'm like worn out so I just need to like just drive, but I listen to a lot of podcasts um, and then just a lot of different music. So, yeah, I wanted to definitely get into <clears throat> music because uh, I know you've been playing like in different bands and you started in marching band in yeah. high school. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, tell us about your musical journey and uh, then yeah, then we'll talk about what you like to listen to also. Yeah, so like uh, I played i started like in hardcore you know like that was a thing when i was in high school i would always go to hardcore shows and stuff so i played in a bunch of different hardcore bands and i moved to richmond and played in a bunch of different hardcore bands and like toured a lot it was really fun you learned a lot you get a lot of street sense you like learn a lot about people and how to manage different people learn about money management when you're like dealing with the venue and they pay you out at night and then you have merchandise that you have to sell roll the t-shirts print the t-shirts we did all that stuff it was cool. It was like a nice like life lesson of like kind of figuring things out on your own. Um, and then you kind of just like graduate out of that a little bit and kind of start playing with different people who have different like musical outlooks and you kind of refine like the kind of music you're playing. And I've kind of reached that over the years and played in a bunch of different like better bands that, you know, are more palatable to the ears. Yeah, I heard you used to play for like Metallica. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Dude, Lars was pissed. <laughs> I mean, he was knocking on my door, dude. He was mad. <laughs> anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, it's cool, man. You know, it's like it's fun to like play shows and like be in a be in an environment with other people and like you after you play with somebody for so long, like you kind of know where they're going, so you can just look at them and you kind of read what they're doing and you just yeah. go along, even if you're just like trying to write something and you're just like jamming, quote unquote, and you're trying to like feel something out that could be a song you just kind of it just works you know and it's it's tough because like you have to know the person really well to be able to do that but it's pretty good i'm pretty happy with the people that i play with these days yeah that's awesome yeah so like how many bands have you been in uh 
I don't know. A it, lot? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. I've like put out a lot of records and like recorded a lot and stuff and some of it's not so good, some of it's okay. Yeah. I always wanted to have like a discography of like records that I put out by the time I had a child. That was my goal when I like moved to Richmond in Virginia. It's like oh, I wanna have like like you know, a section of LPs that I put out that I worked on. So like when my kid gets older, he can hear it and he can like yeah. see what I did. It's kind of like a, you know, it's the story you can tell. That would be super cool. Yeah. So Definitely. when he gets older, he'll see it all and he'll listen to it. He might not like it. That's fine. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. I want to hear some. Yeah, for sure. We can check it out. <laughs> Do you have any you want to plug on the show for people to look into? Like maybe a few favorites or what um, you think is the best? Uh, I play in a band called Large Margin right now and, that's really fun. Um, I play with two guys who are like really gifted and they're really, really good at what they do. And then I have this other band that I'm playing in. We can't decide on a name. <laughs> we've been, we literally have a list of like a hundred plus band names. Like, oh dude, throw out the list. And the next thing you think of that should just be the name of it. That would be funny. My, my person, <laughs> my contribution to the band was employees only or like corporate events. I like those two band <laughs> names a lot, Nice, uh, but they were like, nah. So, there's a lot of other really dumb names, um, but yeah. I got a whole list of dumb names. I'll show you later. Maybe you can steal something off. That's of cool. <laughs> I'm into I it. always think of crazy words and names. Yeah, it's it's fun. But yeah, what kind of music are you guys playing these days? Um, it's it's hard to say because it's like the Richmond scene is. It was like it's kind of like indie, like noodly kind of noodly artsy kind of stuff <laughs> yeah. um and then that's the band with no name and then the other band that i'm doing is kind of like um like kind of discordy like fugazi kind of punk style stuff but it's been changing and it's getting more like rhythm centric and like more groove based so there's a lot of good feel to it cool so i can't really i can't really think of i could like compare it to like unwound or something i don't know if you've heard of them but um it's it's hard to throw out a reference that is like comparable yeah that's know? cool that means you're like probably doing kind of you're like you're in a league of your own a little bit like a style of your own yeah then, yeah yeah it's fun uh we're we're trying we haven't like played any shows because covid and then like i don't know we just have been in a wall so we've just been like writing for a record so we've got an lp kind of just waiting we just have to like book time to record and then we'll have another record out so sick yeah that's cool. Yeah. You have any on vinyl? Yeah. 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 I've got a bunch at home. Like Dude, I was saying, I've sick. got like, I don't know, probably four or five LPs and a bunch of seven inches. Sick. I've done. So. Yeah. I cool. didn't know if you meant like literally LPs or just like digital. Like, yeah. 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 That's They're awesome. actually pressed and all sick. that stuff. So we've had like different people to do the artwork and stuff. And that's so cool. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Wow. Yeah. It's so amazing. It's a, it's a cool thing to do. Yeah. yeah. That's it's like instant gratification when you see the final product, you know? Yeah, I can't even imagine. Like, one day I want to make music, but I don't even know. I don't know what I'm doing. I just know what I like. So we'll see what happens I mean, one day. Yeah, <laughs> you find find your way. If it works, it works. If not, like, you got yeah. a good thing going, too. So yeah, stick with it. No, I would just do it for fun, not for anything else, really. Yeah, true. Yeah. We got a piano right there. I don't know. I never use it. <laughs> Whatever that means. You can dust it off a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Got to get it tuned. Yeah, I can't help you with that. No, you don't know. <laughs> what do you play? What Do you play, like, a lot of instruments or keep it simple? Uh, I play mainly drums. I can play guitar and bass, um, but I'm not, like, very proficient. I yeah. just, like, know certain things and I'll play those. And 
that's it. But I can like pick up things if I like listen to it enough. I can usually figure it out and play it. Cool. So, yes, yeah, better than I can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh I don't know. It's not some people have it, some people don't. Some people kind of have it. And, yeah. You know. I forget what song it was, but there was something where like the dude was like one of the most famous guitar players and then he like played a different instrument for the first time on the song and it got like really it's like his greatest hit hmm. i forget what it was i'll find out and tell you later but. yeah i'd like to know <laughs> sounds, yeah sounds it cool. just sounds like kind of interesting like if you're really good at one instrument just pick up something you don't know and like see what happens yeah the the cool thing with this new band that doesn't have a name is like we've been we had a singer and then she left and moved and then it was just us with the songs and then we're like well let's just put lyrics to it on our own and we'll all sing so like i wrote lyrics to a song and wrote some lyrics to another song and practiced um one song specifically like singing to it practice while playing drums and it's like never done that before yeah and it's really cool to just try it it's kind of one of those things where it's like everybody's in the room during practice i'm like just don't look at me because i don't want you to see what i look like when i'm trying to do this because <laughs> it's like i've never done it before i don't know if it's working or not yeah um but i think it's probably not going to work because i think we might have a singer now so anyway whenever we get that completed i'll, I'll send it to you so you can check it out yeah i'm excited to hear it cool. that's sweet yeah and it's fun that's awesome yeah um you were telling me about nine inch nails earlier what else oh yeah you got anything about them you want to say or just other things you like to listen to um i kind of like listen to a lot of different music i try i've always had like a different approach with trying to listen to everything and being open to listen to everything yeah and that's cool the the biggest thing that i really don't like is like bluegrass and like folk music i don't really like that too much but i love like older hip-hop because skateboarding graffiti culture like kind of brought you into that and mm -hmm. i really like you know 90s grunge and like uh shoegaze stuff and you know discord like punk stuff um, yeah and then you know classical stuff like jazz to like blue note to like i don't know i can go on for a while about it but just it's good to be diverse musically because it, it just opens your ears to different things yeah so i feel like, like it perspective yeah like opens your mind too mm -hmm. like i used to be like when i was younger very narrow into like one thing and then I found one different thing and then I was into that and it was the total opposite like I listened to like Metallica and stuff like when I was little like in my parents car and stuff and like so that and things similar to that on the radio and then you know like heavy rock and roll like heavy metal and stuff and then I got into like Daft Punk when I was 13 that's like the opposite Sick. you know yeah. and then it's like yeah. now what I listen to is like literally like a range like that where it's like you have classic rock rock heavy metal and then just like totally weird electronic stuff and yeah. like a lot of instrumentals and things like people don't even understand it and yeah. like <clears throat> but i enjoy all of them in different ways like it just yeah. depends on the mood it's just like a different palette for your ear when the time's right you know yeah exactly so. it's pretty cool yeah. and like it's like you can like view the world differently when you're like like if i hear a type of music that i don't like I'll try to really listen to it and like find something that I like in there. Like even if I don't like yeah. the whole vibe of it or something, I'm like, maybe the beat's good and I don't like the lyrics, or maybe like the guitar sounds good even though I don't like the melody of the guitar. Like the actual sounds, if you like listen closely to them, like they sound so cool. Like I can see why people like this, or like just to try to find. I do the same with foods. If I like, I used to hate olives. I would eat an olive every chance I got. Yeah. and just be like what is good about this or like what don't i like about this i can't even like understand it and then now i love olives 
That's it's like sick. so crazy. It's good. It's, <laughs> it's perspective, you know, it's everything. It's like, it, it, it's good to be open-minded about music specifically because there's so many people that I grew up with who are like, you know, if you don't like this band, bad on you. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, it's it, playing shows and being around so many different bands and different musicians, it's like, it's not easy to practice and put time in. Like, if somebody's going to go up and play in front of a crowd, don't discount it, listen to it, and open up to it. Don't just talk crap because it's easy to say, I don't like this, and say they're bad. Yeah. You know, it's it, you're discounting somebody, and it's incredibly rude. But, you know, if that's what your approach is, cool. But I always want to be open to, like, understanding what they're doing. And if I don't like it, I'll still listen to it because it's, it's good to, like open up and kind of find something that is new it's not really appealing to your ears but i don't know it's just um i think it's just the right thing to do you know yeah. at least i've always tried to have that approach definitely so. yeah i agree and then like there's been a lot of types of music that i did not like and i really really disliked it when i was younger i was like i don't even this is not even music practically or like it's so bad you know like which i now I can't even say that about something, like, if I don't like it. It's like, I don't think of it that way. I'm just like, oh, it's not quite my style, you know? But it's like, yeah. I've already started liking some of those things that I thought were bad. Like, I'm not going to be too specific because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but certain types of music that I just thought was, like, awful, terrible. And now I'm just like, eh, you know, a few songs are good. I kind of like it once in a while, you know? Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know what you like and you stick with it, or it's like, you know, like, your 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 palate for like taste buds like they change apparently like every year yeah. like eight eight like years seven, or something eight, whatever yeah. it is but it's like it could be the same to be said for music as you like grow older and your ears come become like a little bit more mature you know like yeah. things that you listen to in high school will still resonate that same way and you'll still stick to that and listen to that but like there's still so much music out there that it can like open you up and like yeah give you a different outlook on things Dude, you know what's funny? At Boards of Canada, when I found out about them, I specifically didn't like them. And now it's like one of my favorites. Yeah. And it's like something like I re-listened to it, you know, many years later. And at some point I was just like, wow, this is amazing. And I was like, I can see why I didn't like this back then. And now it's so good. Yeah. Like super weird because it's hard to imagine not liking something once you like it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, it's kind of just you create a wall within yourself of something that you might not like and it's like if you keep that wall up it's going to do you no good because it's like just let it go and just be open to it you might like it you might surprise yourself yeah you know but yeah totally ready for some heavy hitters <laughs> yeah <laughs> hit me all right this is the <clears throat> this has been the go-to lately what's your biggest mistake in life oh Uh, honestly, I don't, I can't really think of it off the top of my head. I've made plenty of mistakes. Um, I think if anything right now, trying to come to grips with the way I handle things, like, I think it's more present now just because it's something I've been like trying to focus on of like how anxiety will approach in situations and how I handle or walk through things and talk them out in my head or talk to different people and making sure that. I'm being approachable and not rude or coming across as like a jerk um, and just being like warm and welcoming because I think I've it's like easy to be off put to somebody if it's something that you don't 
agree with right away and it's kind of going back to the perspective thing <clears throat> but i think i've learned so much about myself in the time where you can like kind of figure that out and it's it's an everyday thing you know it's like you see how your family deals with certain things and like you might not agree with it but you have that mannerism and you fight it i'm not saying that's like a mistake because it's not it's just like a hereditary thing but it's something i'm trying to like cope with right now because I can't really, I'm saying this because I can't really think of like a huge mistake. Yeah. That I've made Do you have like examples <clears throat> to put some context to it? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was talking with Chris and and Mike about it earlier, Mike P, and we were talking about how <sighs> this is gonna like blindside some people, but like if you're eating in a public place and you are chewing loudly and audibly, like, <laughs> nobody wants to hear you chew your food. Like if you're in my car and you're chewing gum, like I don't want to hear you chew your gum. And I know it's like, I think it's like, like, uh, I can't remember the, the, the phobia for it. It bothers some people and others <clears throat> don't notice it at all. Yeah. That's like one thing that like will irritate me if I'm like, like having like low blood sugar or something. And if I'm like irritable, you know, um, Everything should bother you when you have low blood sugar. It's also true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how I am. I'm just like, nobody talk to me till I eat something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, the hangry effect <laughs> happens. But yeah, anyway, it's, it's such a silly, like, petty thing, and I hate that it bothers me. But, there's, you know, everybody has their, like, tics where, like, certain things will, like, trigger them a little bit. And yeah, it's so totally. dumb, but, like, just, I don't know. Well, so what are you saying? Like, you go into a rage when that happens, or what? inside of my head oh okay because it's like how do you say like yo like keep your mouth closed what yeah. you eat like what's wrong with you you know <laughs> like you can't say that to somebody you're gonna offend them you know and it's like i don't know how to approach that with somebody and maybe it's something that there is a right way but it's like i don't really want to offend that person because it's like i don't know how they grew up and how they were raised to eat yeah. You know, that's just my like privilege speaking of like I was raised to chew with my mouth closed cuz it pissed my parents off when I would be yeah. audible and eating at the dinner table, <laughs> you know? So um anyway, <clears throat> that's a uh, that's one thing, but I don't know. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh but anyway. All right. That's an interesting one. I don't know. Um then we could kind of relate it to like strengths and weaknesses. You know, like, <clears throat> since you didn't have really, like, a biggest mistake, do you think you have, like, a specific, like, weakness? Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's, like, pretty personal, but it's, like, comparing myself to others. Mm. It's a, a lot of, that's very common. It's a very, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, like, it, it's so, it's very fickle because it's, like, you shouldn't ever do that because it doesn't matter. You should never compare yeah. anything to anything because you are your own person of what you want to do and what you want to choose to do. But there's always something that I'm like, maybe if I get in my head about it, it'll bother me because it's like, I don't want to be like that because of this person or whatever, you know, but it's just, I think it's pretty common, like human nature mm -hmm. to be that way. Yeah. I always say, compare yourself to yourself. Try to be better than you were yesterday. For don't sure. compare yourself to other people because like also you never know like all the things so like you might see one little snippet of someone and compare yourself to that you don't know if that's like their best quality or their best day or their best sure. like they might never be like that and that was like the one time that they shined in a way that you're like oh i could never be that good or like you know it's like 
it's just it's always an unrealistic comparison like people often compare themselves to like let's say a celebrity or a talented person out of the thing they like to do and like they don't know what's going on in that person's life like that person could be miserable or they could have like some problem that you don't have because you're not them and you're better than them at some other thing yeah so Yeah, yeah it's not it's not really a fair thing to 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 put yourself into the other thing is like being like contrarian of like like putting a block up or a blockade of like somebody saying something to you and you're like immediately like no it's like this you know it's like <laughs> and i that's like very um like common in my life right now with my near three-year-old because everything <laughs> is no right now you know yeah um so i like i'm very like uh cognizant of that at this point with like everything in general and like and how people talk to me or like if somebody's trying to educate me on something and i think it think of something different because my opinion sways differently right. instead of like putting the boundary up it's like okay let me hear what you have to say rather than being like contrary to yeah. what your what your position is you know totally yeah that's something i've also been doing i think better within the last few years is like when i don't agree with somebody instead of wanting to defend how i think about the thing i'm more interested in hearing like the whole story of why they feel that way or think that way or like how they got there yeah you know because like everybody was born and then they were a person their whole life and they landed where they landed like so many things had to get in motion for like that outcome yeah and it's like they absolutely know something you don't know and you absolutely know something they don't know you can't just be like oh it's obvious that i'm right because i'm me and i you know it's like why what's better about you than them or than anyone yeah and it's also like an egotistical thing too it's like just drop the ego and just like let it roll you know yeah like there's no need for that but it's easier said than done because sometimes in the in the in the thick of it you're you're not quite there you know you might be in a different headspace and then you are like completely contrary to what your belief is or like what i'm trying to say now you know and i don't want to be that way i don't want to like be a hypocrite of like what i'm trying to talk about at this moment you know yeah so it's like if you say you're open-minded but you're not even being open-minded to people that think differently than you then you're not open-minded at all yeah it's it's like a front you know it's like yeah you gotta do that it's not neat yeah i think like for me i used to be more like i would like oppose everything i heard every about anything always like as a starting position and then kind of explore it and now i'm like instead of approaching it that way as like you know how could it be different instead i'll like just ask questions instead of like saying things because i don't know anything you know it's like yeah yeah, first you think you know everything like i don't know when you're younger at some point i think it's common in like late teens early 20s mid 20s to be really just like all right yeah i've done so much i know everything now and it's like (laughs) yeah and then of course as you get older you realize you're never going to know everything because you always learn more than like you can look back a year or two and be like oh i was so dumb then and then like you two years from now i'm gonna think right now like what i'm saying in this moment is like not even developed as much as it could have been like or, you know it, it, or it just, could be you never know i mean that's the thing i mean if, like... if i'm lucky i'll be like wow i really knew what i was saying but you <laughs> yeah. know it's like you just learn more as you get older and you never finish learning so it's like you shouldn't assume that you're that right about things it's like cooler to ask questions and then like see where it lands yeah it's it's very important to be very like agile as a person as yeah. you're like going through it because if, if you're not then like what are you doing totally how are you gonna learn anything yeah as soon as you say you know everything or everything about a thing then you're stuck 
you know it's like if you're like i know 100 percent how fingerboarding works you'll never learn a new trick again i've done every trick i don't need a fingerboard anymore. yeah <laughs> you know, it's like but it's like you know if you're like oh you know there's probably something i'll learn if you're even open to that then you'll learn it yeah like it's that simple for sure i mean i just i was telling you i was like i finally figured out no inwards and it's yeah. like i see people do that all the time like how do you do that like how it's like such a weird motion but you know it took time and you kind of figure it out and it's like oh cool i can land them now yeah, yeah. i feel like that with certain tricks too it's just like I'm never going to be able to do that or do that one well. And then the next year comes by and I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. It's working. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how it works sometimes. Like and that. it's always some variation of nollie heel something. Yeah. Like now I'm like nollie and switch double heels. I can't do that. Or like if I do it, it's going to be so ugly. And I bet you in a year or two, I'll be doing them like. Did you like just do a nollie inward over the hip like the other day? It was nollie that way heel, but yeah. Yeah, nollie front heel or something. Yeah. Yeah. I can do stuff, but like, I don't know, to, to do it well and consistently and like, yeah. like Nolly double heel is just like, not a trick I feel comfortable with. Yeah. I could like land it in a game of skate, but I'm not going to be proud of how it looks. Yeah, for I'm going to sure. be happy I landed it it's at like all. A, it's like a Hail Mary of like, all right, let me see where this goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like some people can like, you know, put that into any grind or something. For sure. So along the theme of what we were talking about, we did weaknesses, but what are your strengths? Uh, I feel like I'm a pretty optimistic person, so I like to try and be, like, have, approach everything with, like, a level of optimism of, like, yeah, if I can't do that, let me figure out how I'm going to learn how to do it, or, like, yeah, you know, I'm definitely a pretty persistent person. Sometimes I think that might be a weakness, but, like, I think it's good. I think that's mostly a strength. Yeah, I think it, it... it can be if you approach it the wrong way, but I think it's good mm-hmm. for like what I'm doing. Um, uh, it's weird. It's it's like kind of crazy to like try and answer these about myself because it's like, what are my strengths? It's like yeah, we don't you, think of it often, right? It's like if you are trying to write your own resume, right? Like <laughs> how many people grapple at like writing about themselves and what they've accomplished and what they've done without like showboating or like fluffing it too much you yeah know? it's hard to find that balance of like you don't want to undersell it but you don't want to sound like ridiculous like you're like bragging or like yeah yeah i don't know i i really i hear this a lot from other people but i really think that like i really enjoy speaking with people and trying to read them and make them feel comfortable and warm in conversation i really enjoy that it can be can be a challenge sometimes, you know, because it's like you don't want to have like an awkward like stop and chat like, hey, how are you? Good, cool, up and good. All right, see you later. You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> big gulps, huh? You know, it's like you don't want to like do that, but it's like uh, there's more to it and like reading into the conversation and talking and yeah. like, making f- people feel welcome to talk to you and getting more out of the conversation. So, and that's that's like a, I think that's like a general sales thing, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's maybe it that I could think about right now yeah cool that's awesome I mean being an optimist is like a huge I would say advantage you know like some people say like you know oh you got to be pessimistic so you don't get sad when something doesn't work out and it's like no or you could just be happy that it didn't work out because you're optimistic and you know something else is around the corner for sure so it's like I don't know I don't see much of a downside into like trying to find the positive in everything because it's like I think more good comes from that than the opposite and it's like 
obviously some situations are not good yeah you know but it's like if you can at least think like maybe something good will come of this like in the future once the pain is over or whatever it's like that it's always worked for me really well too so yeah that's it's it's a great it's a i think it's a great outlook and a great way to live because you know nothing's ever it it, nothing's ever permanent unless you make it but if you're like optimistic about your view on where you want to be or where you want to go or like the outcome of the situation it's like sure it might not work the way out you you want it to be but you can still look past it and get to the next point you know yeah totally and i like how you said like just how things pass you know it's like no thing is like permanent Hmm. you're not like stuck wherever you are or whatever feeling or situation it's like later it's going to be different but it's all on how you make it too you know it's all on how you position yourself to be in a situation like you can make it permanent if you want but if you have the reasoning to figure out where you want to go with it I don't know it's kind of like a yeah totally like a circle of a conversation to to kind of be redundant but yeah it's just good to be optimistic about your outlook you know yeah I think it generally will make me it makes me like more of a happier person totally so what else makes you happy fingerboarding fingerboarding yeah music music playing drums my kid my, my my lady at home yeah you guys have been together for a very long time now yeah, we met in 2005. Cool. Yeah. How'd you meet? We met at VCU at college. Nice. Um, we had, like, a mutual friend. This girl I went to high school with was, like, really close with her, and they were, like, dorm, like, sweet mates or dorm mates or whatever. And <laughs> I, I was, like, biking through campus one time, and I saw her, and I was like, damn, who's that? And then I saw my friend, and I was like, hey, what's up? And it was, like, a very quick conversation, but when I left, apparently, like, their conversation was, like, hey, that was James O'Neill. And she was like, mm, it's not really, I'm not attracted to him. And she was like, we should hang out with him. He always has fingerboarding. <laughs> and I found out about this later. I was like, all right, yeah, cool, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, that's kind of like too much information there, but whatever. Either way, like, um, we ended up having a class together and I, like, I ended up like leaving my hat in the classroom and we were out of the classroom and I was like, it was a lecture hall. I was like, oh, should I lift my hat? Like, do you mind waiting? And she, she waited. I was like, sick. I was like, yes. Like, Whoa. you know? And uh, after that, yeah, we just, we talked on AIM. Instant Messenger. Yes. So uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, her name was Glamour Nerd. <laughs> and my name was XX Def Nut XX. Because <laughs> I always liked the Deftones back in the day. Cool. Real stupid. But that's like kind of the way it was like when you come up with screen names back in the day. Yeah, like totally. Have something like really stupid. Yeah, I had but, some pretty ridiculous ones. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah, we're still together and, you know, everything's good, you know, like um, she's great to my son. She's a great mother. So it's, uh, it's awesome, man. That's awesome. You've been together, what, 19 years or something? Yeah, something like that, I guess. Yeah, we got married in 2014. We were like super against marriage. We were like super against having kids, and I don't know, something just kind of changed as we like got closer and things. We got married, had a kid. That's cool. Things are cool, you know. Why do you think you were against those? And then, like, was it like <clears throat> distrust of other people or something? And then, like, you kind of got closer, or was it something else? 
Uh, I think it was just like the societal norm of like what the like quote unquote American dream was like get married, have a family, like have a house, whatever. And it's just like, we don't need to have any of that. And at the time, like marriage didn't really matter. It was just a piece of paper and it still is, you yeah. know, depending on how it, it all differs from any viewpoint, but we were just like, we don't need to like confirm how we feel about each other. Like we were basically common law anyway, cause we were living together for so long in the same house. Um, but it was just kind of like, ah, let's do it. Like, it'll be fun. We'll have a sick party, you know, and have yeah. our friends there. And it was super fun. So yeah, it was cool. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. And then Silvio, our son came around and we were both like, I was like not into it and then I'd be into it and then she wouldn't be into it. And then finally we were like, yeah, let's try it out or whatever. And along he came. So, excuse me. Yeah. So you're kind of going back and forth or like at one one point you would want one and then then you're like nah never mind and then she's like wait actually it sounds pretty cool yeah and then you're like no nah, i changed my mind and like basically yeah. yeah it was it was funny and then uh, they both lined up and you're like let's do it yeah 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 <laughs> cool yeah exactly that literally yeah <laughs> so that's awesome yeah that's cool <clears throat> that's sweet yeah you probably learn a lot of things from it right uh, yeah for sure you know like we were talking about earlier it's like you kind of like figure out what your purpose is you know yeah it's like to to be there to provide and like make sure everybody's happy healthy and fed and you know it's it's like a very corny cheesy thing to say but it's real because it's like all i care about is like all right what are we eating as soon as we wake up in the morning what are we making for breakfast what is he getting for lunch is he gonna nap maybe he will if he if he does nap awesome um and then what's a snack going to be? And then what are, what are we going to eat for dinner? You know? So it's like, those are the, it's like the mindset. That yeah. I have, you know, that sounds Every, like similar to my day. Yeah. It's like everything's <laughs> revolved around eating. Like, what are we going to eat? Yeah. I love to eat. You love to eat. Me too. We all yeah. love to eat. You eat like 20 meals in a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's sick. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, life is pretty cool. There's a lot of like weird stuff going on these days and it's and we don't need to go into it because it's uh i don't want to be a bummer about it but you know it's very fortunate to be where i am and kind of where we are and be happy yeah totally you i know? feel the same way and it's like without getting into like details and stuff it's like if you feel like the world is like bad and stuff but it's because you're watching tv and news and stuff and like then you realize your actual surroundings is all fine and everyone around you is fine. Yeah. And like, it's like, shut that stuff off or tune it out and, <clears throat> and just be grateful for like the situation that you're in. Cause it's usually better than like what the internet tells you the world is like, you know, the internet says like, Oh, this problem, that problem or the news or Instagram. Yeah. And then it's like, wait a minute. I haven't had a bad day in the last half a year. Like everything's good in my environment. You know, it's like yeah. that stuff, maybe it's happening, but <clears throat> And it's not that it doesn't matter. It matters, but it's like yeah, you can't let it get you down because it, it's like there will always be things like that. It's also kind of just like, you know, if you're in that state, it's like if you are cognizant of it, it's like what can you do to help? Like what can you do to yeah. like make your mark or like make a difference, you know? And it's like it's again, it's cliche. People say this stuff all the time, but it's like are you like donating to different like, you know, local funds or like local communities? Like are you like working food banks? Are you like you know whatever it might be and some people choose to do that some people don't and whatever you know. speaks to you yeah exactly so um anyway uh yeah it's it's that's a whole another topic and i i don't know if that's it's like such a bummer to me to get into and i, I just 
I don't know. Things have been like so like really weird lately, you know, with everything going on. And it's just like, it's the obvious, you know, it's like the elephant in the room of like, do, does everybody want to hear about it? Does everybody want to hear our take on it? No, probably not because it's another thing. I'm like, to, like I don't even know on. what the hell you're talking about, dude. I, I mean, basically before, <laughs> before I came here, I almost bailed because one, I oh, talked yeah, to you, yeah. I had pink eye in one eye and then it spread to the other eye. Then there was a mass shooting at my college, like down the street from my yeah, house, so from a graduation. I can't even imagine. And then all like the crazy like wildfires, you know, all the smoke in the air. And it's like air pollution is killing people. It's like air pollution kills like near 350,000 people a year. Like whether you're aware of it or not, it's like, it's real, it's out there. Like, but anyway, that, and I was like, ah oh, man, maybe I'm just gonna bail on coming. Cause I'm like, was in a weird headspace. I'm like, my plane's gonna fucking crash and I'm gonna die or something. It's terrible to say, but that's like where my headspace was. And that's a weakness, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not optimism. Yeah. But it's just like where my head goes. And it's like really easy to let your head go into a weird space like that sometimes. But it's like yep. you've got to figure out how to get yourself out of that. And I think that's like a real strength if you can do it because it's not easy. Well, you did it because you made it. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked. No, it's cool. I mean, even the most optimistic people, like it happens sometimes that you get into those head spaces. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. You know, you just got to, you got to live every day. Like it's your last, it's very easy to say, but it's like, you got to be positive as positive you can be and be optimistic and like enjoy what you have and put in what you get out. You know? Yeah, totally. So, I agree with that a hundred percent. It's yeah. like, it's a really motivating thing to do. Like to be like, you know, I don't know how long I got. So like, I'm not just going to stay in bed all day and do nothing. It's like, I'm going to do my best or at least close to my best. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. I mean, sure, I'd love to, like, lay in bed for a while. Cause I can't do it, dude. I it, hate it. It, it. I mean, I used to do it, and it was, like, sick, but I felt like a lazy pile of garbage. But, you know, it's <laughs> like, there's time and place for it. Like, if you're on vacation, like, maybe try and, if I could sleep till 9, that'd be tight. But I don't mind sleeping in, but once I wake up, when my eyes open, like, I pretty much have to get out of bed. Yeah. Like, I just, I'm not going to stay there. Are you a snoo- are you a snoozer? Do you like snooze your alarm? No, I don't even have an alarm. If I do have an alarm, it means I need to be up for something, which means I'm going to get up. Yeah, it's it's like the motivation. And the other thing too is like I used to like be able to sleep in and like sleep in bed and like chill and like doom scroll or like watch YouTube or whatever. But like after having Silvio, it's like my internal clock is like 6:37 every day. Wow. You know? Excuse me. Um but that's like helpful because it's like super motivating you know it's nice it's like cool to get up you get up get things done you know start your day early and like you're productive or you're not but you're up and you're still thinking about doing things you know whatever it might be definitely so you're not a snoozer is what what no where we came to no way no when i wake up like even if i don't want to be awake yet like i might just be awake like, you know, if it's, like, earlier than I wanted to wake up, yeah. let's say it's, like, 7, and I usually sleep until, like, 8.30, and it's 7, and I'm just, like, my eyes open, I'm, like, okay, I guess I'm awake. Like, I might try for, like, 30 seconds to fall asleep, and if it doesn't happen, like, immediately, it's, like, I'm up for the day. Yeah. And I just get right up. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. I I don't think I was always like that either, but in the last decade or half a decade i don't know last handful of years it's like once i wake up i'm up yeah <clears throat> that's, that's 
good. But yeah, it comes with time. Like if anybody's jealous, don't be. Cause I used to like go back to sleep 10 times. Like I was like, oh, there's nothing I need to be awake for today. I'll just sleep. And yeah, that doesn't really do anything good for you unless you're sleep deprived, which I might've been back then. For sure. Now yeah. I go to bed at like midnight or one at the latest, usually. Mm. Yeah, I stayed up way too late with chris last night yeah. we stayed up to like 3 30 and i was like god why did i stay up this late like i know i'm gonna wake up early and sure enough seven o'clock oh man and i was like ah, man yeah i used to be on that schedule but now that i'm not i can call it the chris schedule but i used to also stay up to like two three o'clock like yeah almost yeah. all the time like it was my sleep schedule yeah. and then i got those orange glasses dude you put them on one or two hours before you want to fall asleep and you're so sleepy and you just fall asleep. What are they, blue blockers? Yeah. yeah they really work because the blue light that's in, like, all your lights in your house and your screens and stuff, it, like, blocks your melatonin production mm. or it limits it by a lot, at least. So if you put those on, it's like setting your body's clock to be like, okay, the sun is down. Like, there's no <clears throat> lights tricking your body to think the sun is still up. I love that. I, I'm definitely, like, I I think they're, like, super funny and it's like hilarious <laughs> when i see you with them on yeah i wear them every night dude. i love it i think it's great you know it's like it's work it works for you and it, yeah. it's it's helpful even I have, if people are over i put them on anyways I'm like, oh okay. yeah embrace yeah. it you know it's awesome i have like a um i have like a whole lighting system in my house they're like hue bulbs by phillips yeah shameless plug what's up phillips but like <laughs> basically you control everything from your app <clears throat> and it's like that light bulb that light bulb that light bulb you can control what color it is and you have scenes, but like yeah. every house, every room is controlled by it. So like nighttime comes and I have like, like blues and reds and blue, like reds are like really good to help like wind you down for sleep. Yeah. So we use that in Sylvia's room before bedtime and then we'll dim cool. it and shut it off. But we That's do it nice. around the whole entire house. So it helps you kind of wind down. Yeah. Um, and if I could like get my cell phone away from my bedside table, that'll help me a lot too. But sometimes I'm just so like over the phone anyway. It's like I'm fried. I'm ready to go to bed. Like I don't want to look at it, you know. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at now. But ultimately, I I would love to just like keep my phone downstairs and not have it near my bedside. But then you got to rely on the alarm clock. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, maybe I want to set five alarms, like Lexi, you know, like. Yeah. But. You know, and sometimes I do if I'm like stressed out about the next morning of what I got to do. But anyway, it's a tangent. But I used to use my phone like I would like go in bed and use my phone for who knows how long. And like, you know, that's not the greatest to do. And over time, I stopped doing that. And then sometimes I would like wake up at night and like go onto my phone for some reason. I don't even know why. Like check it like in the middle of the night if you woke up. Yeah. That's even worse. And so what I started doing and to help me... Uh, getting out of bed like in the morning like i said i always just wake up and i get out but i used to not be like that i think i just remembered what got me to do that is like putting my phone out of reach it's still in the bedroom but it's like just far enough that i can't get to it unless i like stand out up of out of bed yeah. and i have to take like three or four steps over <clears throat> to where it is so if there was an alarm like i'm already out of bed to shut the alarm off yeah and then also then i can't use it when I'm in bed because that's not where it goes it goes way over there and yeah. like it's plugged in over there and it won't reach the bed mm. so it's like if you just do that simple thing like you're already kind of fixing those problems yeah I'll have to pivot when I get home <laughs> yeah I really should I tried doing that and then I was like no I didn't see my phone blah blah whatever oh there's nothing in there that you need you can go like a week without it yeah it's fine <laughs> that was just like 
I don't know. Sometimes you're so, it's so crazy how like codependent we are on these things. Oh, I know. You know. I'm working on using less Instagram and stuff like that and like just posting something when I think of posting it and then closing it and like trying not to look at anything. No DMs, no yeah. anything. Unless I'm like really in the mood for it. Yeah. But it's, it's like, time, it's time and place. Yeah. You, know, you can't just, do it all day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You can't fingerboard all day though. I can if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're fingerboarding, when do you decide that you're going to like start filming a, a trick versus like you're just sessioning and you're not going to film it? What's your process for like recording? Um, um, if I like do something right away and I'm, I think I can do it again, I'll film like if I'm like just messing around, like I'll usually do the trick a lot before I'll incorporate like a flip into it to like mm -hmm. start the muscle memory. And then once I like feel like it's there, then I'll, I'll film it. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. What's the worst advice that you've ever heard? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, dude, I don't know. Um, uh, I have to like really think about that. That's that's hard to. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm kind of fried right now. All right, uh, best advice. You got a, any good ones? <laughs> um, I gotta say, man. Like, I think the whole thing talking about like music and what we were talking about earlier is like being open to interpretation of listening to other people play and not being so closed to that. A good friend told me that a long time ago and I've like taken to it really well. And that's, that's just like perspective being more open. Yeah. And you like, think it changed your life or? Absolutely. I mean, it definitely changed a lot of how I approach things and like look at other people and like their views and stuff. Yeah. Cause it's like, cool. you know, it's, it's good to hear out other people, whether or not you agree with it or not. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, cool. Now the fun question. <laughs> <laughs> what keeps fingerboarding fun for you? Yeah, that's a cool question because, like, you've been fingerboarding for a long time. Um, the creativity outlet of, like, putting everything else aside and being stuck in one specific thing of what you're focusing on. Because, like... I'm sure every fingerboarder can relate to this, but if you're like stuck in it and you're like working on a trick, you're not thinking about anything else except for that trick. Yeah. Like the creative true. process of like putting something together and landing it is like, that's it for me, for sure. It's like, a, it's like any creative hobby that you have that puts everything else to the wayside because you're focused on something that's being creative or like, um, yeah. giving you instant gratification you know that's my favorite thing about skateboarding and lately fingerboarding too it's like when the whole world goes away and you're just doing what you're doing yeah it's like you're in a flow state or something yeah it's it's cool there's nothing really like it yeah like playing drums is like that for me too yeah cool yeah. anyway yeah anything immersive like that it's like it's really good for your mental health to have that absolutely you got you have to find those things that like will pull you away yeah from what might be putting you under for any given reason to get away from it for a minute totally and then you come back into the world and like you had that break so you can kind of reapproach something that may have been stressing you out or whatever and like have a little 
fresh view on it or something. Yeah, it's like a nice reset. Yeah. Favorite fingerboard skater? Favorite fingerboarder? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's probably Jay. Cool. I, I Sorry, Jay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, I mean... Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's sick, you know. He's got the style, man. He can do, like, every trick. And, yeah, he's got a very specific way. Like you were saying, like, you don't know anybody who fingerboards like me. I don't think there's anybody that fingerboards like Jay. Because Jay has a very, like, pronounced yeah. style. You know? That's true, um, for sure. But, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of other, like, tops, obviously. But he's definitely, like, a Yeah. Player. You want to name any other contenders for the position? Uh, top five or top three or something. You, Harry. Wow. Um, Chris P. Um, Andrew Hill. Cool. There's. I'm honored. I, I, there's so yeah. many others because I'm like close with like you know like you guys in the room like John, Andy, like everybody's like you guys are great. It's cool to see everybody like progress and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It, I love fingerboarding. I love seeing other people do it, but. To answer your question, that's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Favorite hardcore album of all time. <laughs> all time. Oh man, I don't really listen to hardcore much anymore, so it's hard to like. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, probably like Bad Brains, Rock for Light, I think, or Black Dots. I love old Bad Brains a lot. Cool. Because they were, like, so innovative back then. What's your main setup? The old Chris P. special. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a 30, I believe, with some 29 Dynamics from Scott and your G-Force. Nice. Yeah. And uh, Dynamic Tape. I was just going to ask. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Your boards are always super good. Good setup. Get them from the... From the goods, from the goodies. <laughs> Is that Rick James? <laughs> that was a question? Yeah. <laughs> is that an inside joke or is that just... I don't up? know what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. There's been ones, like, I don't know what they mean, so I read them because people, like, start laughing so hard and they're like, oh, yeah, it's an inside joke between me and this guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So no, that's just random. Cool. Uh, is it because James? Oh, whatever. Uh, Probably. Another person, what's your current setup? Has it changed in the last 30 seconds? <clears throat> no. Same one? No, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's been this one for a while. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I've got some new stuff coming in from, from you and him, so I'm stoked to yeah. put those together. we got a board in the mold right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm stoked. Have you tried In-N-Out Burger? Yeah, dude. Uh, yes. When I ate meat, I loved that animal style. Yeah, me too. Um, but they still do grilled cheeses with animal style, and it's oh, nice. fire, dude. That's awesome. It's really good. And the fries are really good. Yeah, that's amazing. I wish they had them out here, but it's kind of cool that they don't because it's like a special treat when you go out to California and stuff. They're very, like, uh, Christian-oriented, Yeah. which was I didn't know that for a but long time. But what does that have to do with staying on the left side of the country? <laughs> <laughs> they could I, still branch out here. Like, we got churches around. They could, yeah. I mean... I don't know. I will say they, like, every time I go there, there's always a sick fingerboard spot somewhere in there. <laughs> that's awesome. So it's always fun to go there. Yeah. Dude, they're delicious. I, that's, like, one of my favorite things. Like, whenever I fly to, like, L.A., it's, like, get off the highway, 
and go to in and out like before I even get to my destination. It's, it's like good. right away, right off it's the plane. A, it's a good, I good love it. fast food, you know? Yeah, it's like one of the only fast foods that I'll eat and it's amazing. Next, what is fingerboard VA mean? Um, <laughs> so I'll start from uh, like reverse styles. VA is for Virginia and um, you know, it's like, what do you do when you're bored? You fingerboard. I don't oh. know. And like, it's so dumb, but I was cool. like trying to think of something at the time and I've never changed the handle since I started that Instagram account. That's awesome. I've never changed my like photo or anything either. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like a stupid play on words. Yeah, it's awesome. I have a question then. How come everyone from Virginia puts VA at the end of their name? Like, no, there's no like fingerboard MA or like NH or like CA. It's always like people from Virginia. I've seen so many like this VA, that VA. I mean, it's it's pretty like people who live in Virginia, like if you've heard of like Clips or like Pharrell, like those dudes really like came out swinging with like crazy groundbreaking hip hop. Um, Like, that song grinding like they would shout out VA like that was mm. like a big thing you know and I think maybe that's why I don't know that's what I think about but that's, cool. that's my answer to that awesome what is your favorite thing about fingerboarding I feel like maybe you kind of said it already but yeah the immersiveness and the creativity yeah creativity the, like the fellowship amongst friends and getting together there's nothing like it man it's fun yeah. it's special you know Here's a cool one. Question for both of you guys. Do you guys consider cursing? Consider? Consider. I don't know. Maybe they want us to start swearing or something. I don't know. I'm kind of puzzled by that. Like, <laughs> do you consider cursing? Like, do you, do you curse? Is that the question? Because I definitely What do you guys do. think? Does he swear? He's... I'm trying not to. I'm trying to curb it so my kid doesn't say it. (laughs) Because he literally says everything. He said damn the other day. And then he said kiss my ass. Oh, and he's three. (laughs) Yeah. So we say K-M-I-A instead. We like like use abbreviations so he won't say them. Oh, cool. Yeah. My parents used to do that with like dessert though. Because my brother would like get all hyped up if he heard there was going to be dessert. So they'd be like... We're going to have D-word later. <laughs> and then he just started to be like, oh, D-word, yes. And, like, it's so hyped for dessert. Because, like, they'll figure it out very fast. Yeah. Because, like, that's the stage, too, when you're learning new words anyway. It's sick. It's yeah. so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew Hill, did having a kid change your perspective on life? Absolutely. I love you, Andrew Hill. I miss you. Um, He's yeah. the man. It, it absolutely has. And it's... I, I, Everybody says it's for the better, but I think it has been for the better. It's been great. It's been, like, really grounding, you know. Um, yeah. It's beautiful. But, yeah. Um, shout out, Andrew Hill. <laughs> Have you ever had times when you were never motivated to do anything? Absolutely. Yeah. I had a breaking point, like, a month ago where I feel like I had, like, an episode of, like, what am I doing this all for? Like, why am I working? Why is it all? What does it all mean? Like, what's the point? Like, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to fulfill whatever expectation other people have of you? And it's like, it was a terrible headspace. And I was feeling like really drained. But, um, you know, it's a weakness for sure. We talked about that earlier. I didn't mention that, but um, you just got to be positive and be optimistic and get through it, you know, because these things always pass. Yeah. You know, nothing's, there are certain things that are really terrible that can affect people in different ways, but you know, I have 
we all have our own coping mechanisms and I was able to kind of get out of it. It just took me a minute. Yeah. So I find like when I feel anything similar to that, it's kind of like realize that it's like, maybe it's how you're feeling today. Maybe it's even how you were feeling yesterday or a week or, but like try to be like, don't say like, I feel this way, but be like, I feel this way today or I feel this way at the moment. Like to kind of give it that like feeling of like, it's more temporary. It's more like in this moment or it will pass later or like, if it's yeah. not passing, let me look around and see what's causing it or what I could change or whatever. But yeah. it's like super important when you feel really bad to realize that it's temporary because sometimes it like paints your whole world and you feel like if you go back in your thoughts that you used to feel like that all the time, even though it's not true, because later when you feel better, you realize it like you didn't always feel that way. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully that helps anyone listening. I hope so. Like, Yeah. Did, is there any other like thing you did to get out of it or did it kind of just pass on its own? Uh, it passed for sure, but it was just kind of like a mindset and headspace thing of like, all right, like what do I need to listen to that's going to like bring me up? What do I need to do when I go this way to work or to this hospital? Like I always try and change things up if like there's a specific way you go to a grocery store don't take that way take a different way yeah go around in a grid and like go around the outer like circle of it or something like just do something that is a little bit of change because that little bit of change can give you like something new to see you know it's like i don't know that's that's it's always been helpful for me to to do it have that approach that's really cool i do that too i didn't really think that much into it but it's totally like if you're bored of doing the same drive every day or like even if you don't realize that you are, but like just changing up the way that you get to somewhere that you go frequently, like yeah. gives you a whole like, oh, this neighborhood's here, wow. And like you start seeing new things and like you can drive that way the next 20 times and see something new each time. Like, yeah. oh, that house, this house, like the way that those stairs are, like, and it just freshens up. Yeah, you might find a fingerboard spot, you might yeah. see a skateboard spot, you might see like a playground. If you have kids, you can take a kid too, or like, I don't know, it's like, what's the definition of insanity you know it's like get out of that do something different don't do the same thing all the time yep you know totally that's good nolly heel tips yeah (laughs) uh mike you want to answer that one what i i need the tips too (laughs) i don't know man i just like you have good ones i just try and pop and articulate my my flick finger so it looks real and not too high there's a lot of people who do really good nollie heels. Um, You're there. one of them. Thank you. I feel like mine are not there, but... Really? Nah, man. It's what? like, Jay's good at him. Navy is like insane at nollie heels. Yeah, like, he was just here. He's sick, man. He's really, he's so he's good really at that. Good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You know, if you like, I guess the tip, you know, in the pocket right here and then pop, you can, some people can learn nollie heels by like leading with their, their popping finger and pushing out. Um, or if you get that movement of spreading your fingers outwards, um, I'll just like push this finger out cause it's kind of like, uh, it just looks cooler and it feels cooler when you land them and catch them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not really great at like trick advice. I don't it's know. hard. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I do anything. I just do it. <laughs> like it's just, it's just in there. It's like, Oh, kickflip. Yeah. <laughs> but then you try to explain how to do it and it's like. You kind of know, but you don't really know. Yeah. Because you've been doing it so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my, cool. my trick tip. <laughs> How do you nollie tray back nose blunt? Oh, 
That's a sick one. And that's a really fun yeah. trick. I love that trick. Uh, a lot of pop. Um, a lot of pop and like, I don't know. I just, I guess it's just your approach. And if, I think the biggest thing is if you can do a nollie back nose blunt. And my whole thing is like, I like to approach it like in skateboarding would. So if you're like doing something nollie backside, you're coming so the obstacle is backside to your hand, not going this way and you're coming up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, keep it really keep behind it, you. Keep it behind right. you. And if you can nollie back nose blunt, you can pop that high and have that feel. So it's just incorporating the nollie tray. If you can nollie tray pretty well and pop them. Yeah. Yeah. The same dude said, when did he realize he was the best fingerboarder on the planet? <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that's, uh, <laughs> that's very nice. Um, uh, I have no comment on that. Let's see. Except what for else? thank you to ever <laughs> said that. It's flattering. Favorite deck size? That's the phone. Uh, probably 30, 31. Yeah. I've been trying to, like, inch my way back to a 32, but, like, me personally, my fingers are like so skinny and my, they're like really long. Like I can't use short shapes. And I think the bigger the board, the more wonky my tricks look. So I think they just look better on smaller decks. I got a 29 I want you to try. I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, favorite deck and why? Is it that one? Yeah, I mean, it might not be this, but uh, there's actually, um, Andy and I were talking about it earlier, but like Chris was making these like, uh, sick tarot card decks with like the gold oh, bottoms yeah. and like they're extremely difficult for him to make from what I understand but like he made one in a rush and it's the best board that I've probably ever used <laughs> it just has great feel like the dips are nice and it just like cradles to my tricks that was all of them cool yeah um well uh if you made it this long, thank you for listening. Uh, it was really fun. And Mike, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Super good chatting. It was cool. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, man. Until next time. Yeah. Cool. Let's go fingerboard. I'm down. <laughs> Let's do it. Sweet. Cool.